0: Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, this time from Vienna. Enjoy the music. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. Um am very excited, uh, actually, about this episode for various reasons. And first and foremost, <laughs> I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now. That's the most important thing. And also, actually, there's a premiere. So I'm actually really recording this episode and I'm still trying to get uh, used to, like, okay, there's a camera, there's a laptop where I have my notes, and on the left side is my live editing um, audio editing Roadcaster Bro 2 and I don't know actually at the moment where I should look at <laughs> so I'm experimenting I want to see what I can make with these videos and maybe you will see uh, some short reels or yeah some clips from the podcast episode maybe there will be a YouTube video I don't know yet it's going to be an experiment and it has been so exciting to yeah it's been just very excited about this episode because there's some big announcements and yeah, I promised um, for anyone who kind of like gives an educated guest or a creative guest, I will gift one of the two books, Ikigai or The Courage the Bis- to, to be Disliked. <laughs> and actually I've um, yeah re- received um, very nice guesses so far. One of the funniest um, I can share and has very high potential to win is actually someone told me like, okay, you will open a plant-based based truck store somewhere in Helsinki maybe. Uh, It's really high up there. And um, also about, uh, yeah, episode 13 with Drusilla. I hope you enjoyed it and hope uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely worth listening to. Um, It was such an inspiring episode and it gave me so much courage as well because for the following week and what has happened this week. And um, yeah, so... Before we actually break the news and actually do my Lumi check-in afterwards as well, I would like to play with you this very beautiful video by Ellen Watts, which I first, I think, watched a few years ago, seven, six years ago. Uh, when I watched it back then, it really and yeah, inspired me to think about life in a very different way. And I wanted to share this with you because I found it very fitting for today's episode. And... um yeah please enjoy
1: the universe is basically playful there is no necessity for it whatsoever it isn't going anywhere that is to say it doesn't <clears throat> have some destination that it ought to arrive at but that it is best understood by analogy with music because music as an art form is essentially playful. We say you play the piano, you don't work the piano. Why? Music differs from, say, travel. When you travel, you are trying to get somewhere. In music, though, one doesn't make the end of a composition the point of the the composition. If that were so, the best conductors would be those who played fastest and there would be composers who wrote only finales. People go to a concert just to hear one crashing chord, because that's the end. Same way in dancing. You don't aim at a particular spot in the room. That's where you should arrive. The whole point of the dancing is the dance. Now, but we don't see that as uh, something brought by our education into our everyday conduct. We've got a system of schooling which gives a completely different impression. It's all graded. And what we do is we put the child into the corridor of this grade system with a kind of, come on, kitty, kitty, kitty. And now yeah, you go to kindergarten, you know? And that's a great thing because when you finish that, you'll get into first grade. And then come on, first grade leads to second grade, and so on. And then you get out of grade school, and you go to high school, and it's revving up, the thing is coming. Then you're going to go to college, and by Jove, then you get into graduate school. And when you're through with graduate school, you go out to join the world. And then you get into some racket where you're selling insurance. And they've got that quota to make. And you're going to make that. And all the time, the thing is coming. It's coming, it's coming. That great thing, the the success you're working for. Then when you wake up one day about 40 years old, you say, my God, I've arrived, (laughs) I'm there and you don't feel very different from what you always felt. Look at the people who live to retire and put those savings away. And then when they're 65, they don't have any energy left, they're more or less impotent, and um, they go and rot in an old people's senior citizen's community. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've simply cheated ourselves the whole way down the line. We thought of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end. And the thing was to get to that end, success or whatever it is, or maybe heaven after your death. But we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played.
0: I'm actually, um, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps. It's such a powerful video to think about life as, um, as an analogy to a song and a music. And the goal is to really tune in into yourself and and feel what is your ribbon and what is the ribbon of life. And you kind of let, let go as well a bit. It's about surrendering and feeling where life is tries to push and pull and where you can you can push and pull back (laughs) so yeah what happened this week and actually it has been a build-up over the last few weeks i handed in my resignation so i will yeah i decided to quit my job as of october 6th it's going to be my last day and there are a few reasons why and i also wanted to share like how i came how I made this decision and like the thought process behind it at that point I would just would like to say my deepest gratitude for towards the company um I worked for and still have a few more weeks with I had a beautiful conversation with the CEO Scott and when I was in Melbourne you know I was uh I really enjoyed spending time with him I was at his place we played board games I got to meet his friends and you know I have deepest respect for him as an entrepreneur and as a human and we had a very beautiful conversation. And it's all about like, you know, you have to have your heart in it. And the best way to kind of like, if your heart is not in it, then we just move on. And this is what I felt. And I think I came to the conclusion four weeks ago that, you know, I, I need to... I want to quit, I want to quit the job and really see what I can get out of Lumi, the podcast and a coaching program, which I will start and where I can get there. But maybe let's pedal back. So why did I make this decision to, yeah, hand in my resignation to risk having no guaranteed income for a few months at least and also investing money. So it's a double risk. (laughs) It's a jump into complete uncertainty, into these murky waters and I really embrace it. It's the first time I think um, I had to deal with a great deal of fear, but I will get back to that as well. But how did I realize that there's something off with the current path and there was nothing wrong with the company itself. It's just like my heart was not aligned with it anymore. And I noticed in the last weeks especially that I was not able to really share when I did my Lumi scores. So I have it in my scores about career. And I saw it actually already starting in June, end of May, that my Lumi score for career kind of like was either declining or quite constant or a low number. And I was not able to really share openly here in this podcast why this might be the case. Because I was afraid that, you know, like what I, I just felt like I couldn't share because I work for a company and I had the fear that, you know, what I share here might negatively impact my role. And I thought like, this doesn't feel right. It's, um, after all, this is my life. And um, I should be able to share authentically how I feel without having the fear of maybe then, you know, get fired or whatnot. But again, it's not, nothing really with the company itself. It's just like my heart already decided way back. That this is not um, this is not in, it anymore. So <laughs> this was from the first sign. Like I really went back to my Lumi diaries and like, wow, I actually started already in May. And then I had a beautiful conversation with a friend of mine, Sven. He lives in Tokyo. He works as, at Google. And we had a beautiful conversation about sometimes your heart or your intuition knows way before that it's time to move on. And one indicator, one strong indicator, we I always look at is that when you talk about something, are you referring to it already in some extent to in the past tense? And if this is the case, then actually you have subconsciously already started to let go, but your conscious mind is still trying to catch up, or like he's still trying to process what is happening. Mm-hmm. Drinking, by the way, real delicious <clears throat> green matcha tea but wait it's not matcha <laughs> it's like this um uh, i forgot the tea brand now oh man i'm not sure way the la- label anyways <laughs> i bought it in helsinki i took it with me because it's not matcha tea but it's like a fusion of green i mean matcha is green tea i don't know how to explain it it's the smoothest green tea i've ever drank <laughs> it's so delicious and i also gave it to my friend nicholas last weekend And he approved, he said like the same, it's like so smooth, smooth and sweet. Sorry, my throat. (laughs) So much better now. And yeah. Okay, now I'm good. (laughs) And so this was, I noticed that a my Lumi scores kind of like went down and were like steady on a constant low. B, I started to talk about the company where I am in past tense when I talk to friends, but the final ultimate kick in the butt, so to say, in the guts, in the butt. Do you say that? (laughs) Kick in the butt? (laughs) Maybe. Yes, of course you do it. Kick in the guts would be, it's quite uh, drastic. (laughs) Um, A few weeks ago, again, three weeks ago, I was, uh, so a friend of mine, she introduced me to a coaching program. It's called uh, By the Flow Research Collective, which is led by top neuroscientists like Stephen Kotler, who published amazing books about flow and flow states. On board is also David Haberman, is also a top neuroscientist. And I looked at it, it's like, it sounded interesting, then I had a call, introductory call to the program. And first I was not, that convinced at the beginning of the call because I also felt like the person kind of trying to... It didn't feel authentic. I I told him actually 20 minutes mid-in, I was like, hey, I don't feel quite comfortable about this call right now. I don't feel like we have an authentic conversation. And then actually he yeah he really... Uh, that was the breaking point. Then it was like a bit shaky. I uh, kind of like... It broke his silly persona and we had like really honest conversation. And then he talked about his background and how he... He was a musician and how he got through the coaching program and how what flow really means. And flow we know, normally flow we, mo- uh, we know as like this state where you are lose track of time and you're so immersed in the task and you perform at your highest level. And normally we think about like physical, like athletes who do physical sports we are like in this high performing state. But this research collective is looking to how do we create flow states. So states in where we can be the best in everyday situation and also this coaching program was about how we can link take care of our mental well-being body well-being the sleep how everything is coming together and how we can like, like get back our time and be a master of our time and get back our attention and so we can focus on the things that matter so we can get more out of life and not just in terms of career but with people I love, with the people I love, with the hobbies we love, and then it just all clicked. Like, wow, this is so related to Lumi, and I would love to learn from them. So I had this after the call. I went for a walk, and I was like, wow, I, I think I need to do this. I mean, it costs quite a quite a bit of money. It would be quite an investment, but it felt so right that I should do it. And then the next day, it was uh, the first day back at work. I logged into my laptop because you know it's hundred percent remote work. And it felt so so robotic. So I logged in and there was not really like, hey, welcome back. How was your holiday? How are you doing? It was just like straight back to task, you know, do that. And that was the point, like, no. Um, it was such an clear, non-exciting decision. Very calm. It's like, I need to quit my job. And yeah, my heart knew it and everything was aligned. At that point, my heart, my intuition, my mind and my soul were completely aligned and I was able to do, to really commit to this decision. So yeah, that's why this week I handed in my resignation and on October 1st, this coaching program, high flow coaching program will start. It's going to be three months online and I want to actually use it to every week make a series out of it, so to turn the, my learnings into teachings and share it here in the podcast. How you can create flow moments, the psychology behind it, the science behind it, and how we actually, I want to see it corporate, incorporate with Lumi, the app. And of course, continue with this podcast as a medium to share the experience and the life I'm living. And the thing is, I thought about, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? If I can see after three to four months, all right, there's no positive signal in either direction or there's no pull. I'm quite confident that I can find another software engineering job. But I really wanted to see what can I achieve? A, if I dedicate 100% of my energy and time into the things that really matter to me, that are so strongly aligned with my mind, my heart and my soul. And I wanted to see what I get, what's, if things are really on stake. So I won't have money coming in. I will live off, off my savings. So I want to see what I can achieve in this state of hyper focus and where things really matter. I mean, luckily, I don't have any loans. I never purchased a big house on, because exactly of that reason, because I want to be flexible. I don't have an apartment where I pay rent. That was a decision I made one and a half years ago that i rather spend the money on wherever I am, on Airbnbs or hostels. So we will uh, stay. Yeah, actually, that's why I'm going to spend most of the time back in my dad's place and work from here. I'm really enjoying it, actually. I also like to spend more time with my dad. It's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I can't deny it. Um, the last week, especially days, have been... Yeah... Filled with days with utmost fear and anxiety. Really, there were days like, oh, what the... (laughs) What the... Biscuit. (laughs) What the biscuit am I doing right now? I'm leaving this really, really well-paid job that gives me a lot of freedom to do something I have no idea if there's any, you know successful outcome but for me as exactly it was the point you know like the job it was well paid but for me there's three criteria that really need to fulfill and they're very important to me so I for me it's important that I work with people where it goes beyond just a transactional work relationship because in the end we are human beings and um, it's human relationships and if I don't feel that, and also so there's three things human relationships, payment, and learning. And as of lately, there was only the payment there. Really well paid. There was no human relationship anymore because like you know, there was this hundred percent remote job and I really felt, wow man, I'm I'm lacking this. Because if when you have a low and hundred percent remote job and the company's maturities and the other time zone, if you have a low, there is a low. There's no there's no colleagues you can talk to, there's no Fun office, there's no afterworks. It's all by yourself. And as of learnings, well, my team moved more and more towards a data engineering role, which I'm really not interested in. I'm in a respected field, but I'm a software engineer and a product guy through and through. And this is where I want to see myself um, using my creativity and my joy. So there was only one thing left, really well payment. And this is not enough for me because money is like, it's, very, it's important, but it's, for me, the least important of all three factors. So, yeah, last uh, Thursday, I was, um, actually, I don't know, <laughs> now when I say it, you know, like, I say last Thursday, but there's actually no reference, because some people could listen to this in one year, it's like, okay, last Thursday. <laughs> no, let's say from this recording on backwards one and a half weeks ago, I met a good friend of mine who is also my, um, he has a tax and accounting advisory company and he does my accounting tax advisory for the company I have in Finland. We met and I told him about the situation, about the upcoming month and how we can best reduce costs and how do we, um, yeah, just um, have everything in order. It's always important. And then I went home and I lay in bed. and I was like, wow, this fear overcame me. Pure fear and anxiety. I was like, of what's going what's gonna to happen. And then I really tried to feel into this fear and feel it and see it. And then I saw it as like, wow, I'm actually very grateful for this fear because it shows me that what I'm about to do is not like this um, bloomy fantasy that where I think everything will be fine. No, I'm going to take this very seriously. And at this stage, fear and this anxiety is going to be my best ally. It's going to be my guide into this new new chapter of my life. And because this is, I think, good, how do you say, just looking at my notes. (laughs) It's going to be so funny to watch the video and see like, all right, now Gary doesn't know what to do. so He's looking at his notes. (laughs) Yeah, so here was something I wrote down. I think it's a very good benchmark to understand. Are you dealing with a fantasy or something real? Because if it was just a fantasy then you will fall into this danger of expecting that everything will be just perfect along the path, you become quite naive. But if you feel fear and anxiety and a healthy portion of nauseousness, it's actually a good sign because you should. If you jump into the murky waters of uncertainty, you should feel fear. You should feel some form of anxiety. You should feel a bit nauseous because then you take it seriously and you should take it seriously. Because in my in my turn, I quit my job. There's no money coming in. I'm actually investing money into a coaching program and there's no guarantee that any of this will pay off. And this is actually what really, really showed me that I made the right decision. Because I made a decision that is neither based on hope nor fear. This decision is purely based on I want to see what is waiting at the end of it if I really commit to it. It might be failure, it might be success. For me personally, I don't care. Because I'm really excited about the whole journey and the process of Putting all my love, all my energy into Lumi, the podcast and the coaching program and sharing these learnings with you. That's for me so the most exciting part about it. And I'm so excited about the next month. And this was for me the key to understand, all right, this is an authentic decision because no matter the outcome, I'll be happy. And this is life. It is excitement, it is fear, it is joy, it is depression, it is happiness, it is sadness. But only when we are aware of all of it and be fully in the moment, then we are fully alive. And this is the path of awareness. Hmm. And there's one more video I want to play. I think for you out there, like if you ever facing this situation, um, it's again by Ellen Watts. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of Ellen Watts, <laughs> and there was a video about how to handle fear. Here we go.
1: Danger is to face it.
0: Ah, let's start from the very beginning.
1: The only way to handle danger is to face it. If you start getting frightened of it then you make it worse. Because you project onto it all kinds of bogeys and threats which don't exist in it at all. So this is also a rule. And please, anybody here who's a psychotherapist, if he doesn't know this already, take note. If you get someone thrown on your hands who as a result of taking any psychotropic drug is in a psychotic state, don't be frightened. Because the moment you're afraid, your patient will pick up your fear by a kind of osmosis and get worse. Don't challenge them. Don't bug them. Don't frighten them. You mustn't frighten them because they are doing a very far out act. They're walking uh, on a tightrope, miles up, and they've got to do that balancing act. And if you shout, they may lose their nerve. See, that's what the we call the responsible people of the world are doing. It is an act, it's a game, just like the tightrope walker. But it's a risky one. And you can get ulcers from it. And uh, all sorts of troubles. But you must respect it. And say, congratulations on being so far out. So now, <clears throat> this is the whole essence, you see, of seeing, if you really see, Into this secret that the world doesn't contain any serious threats in it because it's all the basic you running up behind itself and saying boo to see if you can get yourself to jump out of your skin (laughs) if you see that be cool the rule about all terrors going back to where i started from the dweller on the threshold The rule for all terrors is head straight into them when you are sailing in a storm you don't let a wave hit your boat on the side you go bow into the wave and ride it so in the same way old folklore says this is an old wives' tale with a lot of truth in it whenever you meet a ghost don't run away because the ghost will capture the substance of your fear and materialize itself out of your own substance and will kill you eventually because it will take over all your own vitality. So then, whenever confronted with a ghost, walk straight into it and it will disappear. And so in the same way, when people uh, stir up the depths of the unconscious and are confronted with their own monsters or with the terrors of discovering that they're in a relativistic world where black implies white and white implies black so who's in charge no. grandfather's dead father's dead too this leaves me Ooh. who's the authority
0: <laughs> Oh, beautiful um there's something uh, in addition to that I'm going to read you now it's from the book old path white clouds it's um the path of Buddha it's a beautiful book the story and I'm still maybe two one third in and there's so much um beauty in it and there's one thing about yeah suffering and the self-inflicted suffering we actually create okay i'm gonna read it now without further ado and actually i want to try yeah i'm gonna try this in addition to sufferings of birth old age sickness and death Human beings endure other sufferings which they themselves create. Out of ignorance and false views, people say and do things that create suffering for themselves and others. Anger, hatred, suspicion, fear, jealousy and frustration cause suffering. And all these arise from lack of awareness. People are caught in their sufferings as if they were caught in a house on fire, and most of our suffering we create ourselves. You cannot find freedom by praying to some God. You must look deeply into your own mind and situation in order to uproot the false views which are the root of suffering. You must find the source of your suffering in order to understand the nature of suffering once you understand the nature of suffering it can no longer bind you yeah and i think i'm um, actually this episode i'm gonna make it to below 40 minutes mark because the last episodes were quite long and they uh, but you know highly enjoyable with each of my guests so This is the big announcement. I think now I can share my LumiScore authentically. And I'm really excited about the next week's stuff. Two more guests. And then probably October onwards, I really want to focus on solo episodes and share my learnings with you about flow states and where I am and the things I read. And I'm so excited that you can be part of this. (laughs) You'll see actually what's going to happen by yeah, you're going to have like a very authentic life update of where, where things are and where we will be in four months. But the one thing I know for sure, the podcast will be there for in four months. And I'm so excited to keep sharing. And yeah, my Lumi score for this was the highest in weeks. It's a 4.1. My career is a 5 because I made a decision. That's very aligned to my heart. I hand my resignation and I left. The beautiful thing is I handed it in with grace and virtue. Virtue? <laughs> um we had a beautiful conversation with the CEO and you know. Left things in positive turns. It's always important. I had a beautiful weekend. Friends also high five. <laughs> high five. <laughs> it's a high score. Last weekend with my friend Nicholas again. We had the we went to a summer house and it's a Lumi-dedicated weekend. We did some coding, but most importantly, we did beautiful bonding. We Saturday the evening, we sat in the sauna and did a Viking feedback check-in, which we both haven't done ever with friends. And so I asked him like, hey, let's prepare this. So we sat in the sauna and days before, let's say, let's do this and let's prepare this. And we had three things we have to do. The Viking feedback check-in has three components. The first thing you think about something to shine light on from the other person, something to really boost or like show, like wow, this is amazing So really highlight that. Second thing is something the other person you think could improve, but out of his um, out of the perspective of seeing the person as a whole, and maybe the person doesn't see itself. That's important, not what you want, but really trying to see what is the true nature of this person. And he or she doesn't see it yet. So how could we help him or her to get there? That's the second point. And the third point is like, why we are grateful for this friendship? And we both haven't done this before. And yeah, we sat in the sauna and I think we had such beautiful conversations and I really appreciate, Nik- appreciate Nicholas for this friendship. Um, and yeah, I also asked him officially. I mean, it was actually, it was clear because we we're working on it. But he was, you know, like, when I asked Nicholas, it was early this year, hey, this is Lumi method and, you know, like was still very vague and just like a journaling thing. And I asked him if he wants to work on it with me. And he said like, yes, instantly. There was no idea where this will go to, no potential business, but he said just yes. And this weekend I asked him officially like, hey, next month if we... See, there's actually a potential in terms of business. I want him as my co-founder. Completely, and then in the later this evening, we sat down and enjoyed, um, yeah, had a beautiful conversation. We talked about the principles that would drive that company. What are our principles? What is the nature of a business? How do we want to treat people? How how do we want to, yeah, treat product development? And he inspired me so greatly. I would like to share this, what he said. So Niklas, if you listen to this, I hope you don't mind, but I found this so beautiful. And I asked him, what is the nature of a company or a business beyond monetary monetary gains? And he said something beautiful. It's like, the nature of of a company and a business is to contribute value to a community. This community is us, the human species, the animals, nature, everything. To contribute value in the sense that we live more and more in harmony and keep the natural ribbon of life. I was like, Yes, Nicholas, wow, this I got goosebumps when I heard it because I never articulated it, but it always kind of like felt this is for me, what I see in a company that we are part of this community and we want to provide something that can help to make everyone better, a little bit better in this community. We don't want to change anything. We just want to help that this community keeps living in accordance with nature. That's for us the principle behind a business. Hmm. Yeah. Lower points were a bit body health and sleep. Kind of why? I just had I have a bit of um probably with the excitement before handing in the resignation. Um, not so much sleep. It was a three. I mean, I don't have a good sleep. I mean, I'm help. I'm, I'm fit, but when I don't have good sleep, I get like, I also like get these cravings during the day because yeah, um, when you don't sleep well, your blood sugar levels are not adjusted well enough. And then you have like this weird craving. So I didn't also have the opportunity to really do proper sports and climbing in Helsinki. Now in Vienna, really enjoying that. So it's a three, but overall best score in a while. And yeah, green, green lights this week, seeing my dad again, um, dinner with two of my closest friends uh, in, you know, Arto and Juho just before I left. Enjoying Vienna in good company. And uh, we, I also attended a beautiful festival in Vienna, like called the Wave Festival. And it's actually a festival that is on two days. And, but the festival is spread ar- across bars where there's live bands coming in. It was amazing, quite spontaneous. And my highlight, even though it's... Yeah, i see. it as a highlight. It's kind of like and my handing in the resignation and really making it official to close a chapter and making room for new. Yeah. All right. This is my Lumi check-in. And we're coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing I wanted to share before I leave you to it. <laughs> Maybe with music. I haven't done this in a while. Mm. I think it's also matching with the very first video about thinking about life in analogy, in as an analogy of music. Because mm. like this video reminded me what this podcast is really all about. And when people ask me what is this podcast about, it's like sometimes hard to define. But then I realized it. Because if we think of life as an analogy of music, then this podcast is nothing more and nothing less as an attempt to capture the song of my life. And as I'm dancing to and with it, with all the ups and downs. And you, my dear listeners, are part of this beautiful dance and I hope I can inspire you with my stories with my authenticity with my humor and the stories of other people I meet along the way to tune into your song of life and to dare to dance with it by letting go and feeling into when life tries to push and to pull so you know when you have to push and to pull Mm
1: -hmm.
0: alright my dear listeners I'm excited I don't know what's going to happen in next weeks and months but I'm feeling more alive than ever alright Have a wonderful day and more next week.